Hello. <laughs> Yo. We're back again. Back up in our bedroom, sitting on our bed, about to record the Way yeah. Family Podcast. Yeah. yeah. Dance it out. <laughs> wow, that's going on for a long time. It's the best part is coming. Yes. Oh, here we go. Part. Yes. Yeah. Fist pump. If anyone saw us, they would think we're crazy because it's all in our headphones. It's not like out loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And our windows, well, luckily it's closed, but yeah. sometimes it's open and we just look like fools. <laughs> Well, hello. Hello and welcome. We're going to get a new intro song one day. But maybe. Maybe. Um, some people said they like the intro music. Some people said they it. really don't like that it. That was when you, it was like the big, loud beat one. Oh. When it was like, I can't think of it now, so I just was making noises, but <laughs> you know, the one before. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Thank you. Well, um, I'm Zach and my wife is Hannah and we are the hosts of the Way Family Podcast. We're just two normal, average Joes and Janes. Yep. And this week we are talking about... Time-saving tips and money-saving tips. The ones that we have learned and experienced and are working on so far. Yeah. And things that have worked for us. So, yeah. We hope that this is helpful for you. And if you guys have any time or money-saving tips that you really love, we would really love to hear them. So, you know, give us a shout on our email or Google Voice yeah google Anywhere. voicemail we haven't gotten a google voicemail in a while yeah so. we love them it's so fun to hear your voices yeah so today we are going to be talking about time saving time management priorities living intentionally and money saving tips money saving tips just like some general productivity advice i guess Right, because everyone has 24 hours in the day, and some people use those hours wisely, and some people don't. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we're unaware of how we spend our time, and very rarely do we audit our time. Yep. But Hannah and I have realized time is very, very valuable, mm -hmm. and a lot of times we still waste it, even though we know how valuable it is. Yeah. We waste it on stupid stuff all the time. Well, and it's for seemingly good reasons like we're tired we don't want to do anything we just need to relax blah 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 which those things are important like it's very important to relax obviously but um there's a lot of cases where people just are wasting time when they're supposed to doing be doing something productive or you know whether where they definitely could be doing something more productive than just being on their phone or whatever so yeah. we're not saying that relaxing and just like zoning out is like not important or whatever but because we we need to do that you know we each do that for a certain amount of time a day so yeah we're not saying that but but sometimes what i've noticed is that that time can grow yeah because we're not aware of how much time we 
have just spent relaxing because we're not really so focused on relaxing. We're not so intentional about relaxing. Yeah. We're half relaxing, half relaxing, half watching a movie and half scrolling on our phone. Yeah. So and that's not relaxing at all. No. That's and just then, like your mind's all over the place. And then we know we then it's like two hours have gone by and we're like, oh, well, I guess I have to go to bed now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that that's the same for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But uh, hopefully we can get a little better at managing our time and yep. help some people also. Yeah. So what are some great ways to waste time? Okay, the biggest one in my mind for me and for I have seen for a lot of people is just mindlessly looking at your phone and scrolling on Facebook, on Instagram, you know, different things. There are obviously ways to be productive on your phone. Like that's, I mean, we just assume when we see someone on their phone that they're doing something not productive, but there is so many unproductive things to do on your phone. So that is, that's what I would say is the number one time waster. Yeah. Is people's phones. I would also say TV. Yeah. I mean, TV brings like an, um, entertainment to people. People are entertained watching TV, but a lot of times you just, you watch TV and then you keep watching TV and you keep watching TV and you're like, oh, three hours has gone by. What mm-hmm. have I done with my life? I could have done so much. Mm-hmm. That's another great way to waste time. Yeah. Watching excessive amounts of TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think another good waste of time is uh, caring too much about what other people think. Yeah, trying to impress people. Trying to impress people is kind of a waste of time, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, you can impress your boss and you can impress your spouse and your boyfriend and your girlfriend and your family and things like that. But when you put so much time and a lot, I'd say a lot of it is thought and it's mental clutter. But mm-hmm. it still takes up so much of your time when you're trying to put off something that you aren't or when you're trying to impress someone or convince them that you are better than you are. Yeah. Yep. And we were just talking last night how, like, what, for us personally, like, what impresses us about the people that we know and it's their personalities and, like, who they really are. It's not, like, the stuff they have or how they look or how they seem to people. It's like who they really are. So it's pointless to try to impress people anyways, because most people don't care about most of that stuff, you know? Yeah. And like one thing that comes to mind is if someone is getting ready to go out and meet friends and they're wondering about what they should wear and they spend like 45 minutes getting ready Mm -hmm. um, and their their friends aren't going to think more of them. They're not going to impress their friends more. Their friends are going to think, oh, that's a nice outfit. And that thought is there and gone. Yeah. And you spent 45 minutes focusing on that thought when you could have spent more time with them um, having a meaningful conversation or something like that. And that would impress them a lot more, Mm -hmm. I think, because people value who you are rather than like what you rather than, you know, a post on social media Mm -hmm. or a a silly comment on Facebook or what you're wearing or Mm -hmm. things like that. Or a like. Or a like. (laughs) Yeah. First like. (laughs) First like, first comment. First like, first comment. (laughs) Like for like. Follow for follow. Okay. Um, 
what are I mean, everyone kind of knows like ways to waste time. We don't need to give her pointers on that. No. But being aware of how we waste our time is a good practice. So Mm -hmm. personally, Hannah, tell me, how do I waste time? Oh, let me count the ways. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, The biggest ones, I would say, well, they're both on your phone. It is uh, scrolling on whatever, just looking at random stuff, political articles, and YouTube videos. He gets sucked in to their tornado of YouTube videos and he can't stop because all of a sudden once one is done, another one is playing and then it's like so interesting. Oh yeah, it's like related and I didn't even care about the second video that I watched. Like (laughs) I went to go watch the first video. Yeah. And then the second video and then five videos later it's like nothing having to do with And you try to suck me and you're like, here, watch this video with me and then I'll be like, okay, I'll watch the one video. Oh, it's so funny. And then you're like, oh wait, this one looks good and then you play the next one. I'm like, okay, nope, I'm done with this. I'm not getting sucked into this. (laughs) But you are just you're a sucker for a good video. Yeah. (laughs) What are my time wasting things? Um you do spend a lot of time getting ready. But you're a girl. What? I don't know. Like, if I spend as much time as you getting ready, then I would consider it a waste of time. Okay. I just have more to do. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Um, I do my makeup in like 10 minutes. Like, I've got it down. I'd say scrolling, too. Yeah. I'm a scroller. Especially when I get on my iPad. I put all my time-wasting things on my iPad. So, if I'm on my iPad, it's a good chance I'm wasting time. It's like my games. Oh, I know. My Pinterest. Your zombie games. My zombie games. (laughs) You know, phase 10. <laughs> phase 10. It's uh, like, I I give myself like, I'm like, okay, I can have, you know, 10 to 15 minutes of mindless time. What, like in the midst of my crocheting or knitting, you know, doing orders, whatever. I'm like, okay, I can, I've earned this. But then I will be on like Pinterest, let's say. And then I read this article and then that reminds me of a book that I wanted to check out. And then that reminds me of something else. Or I'll just be playing zombies and then I just don't stop playing zombies for like an hour. Because it's so fun. (laughs) Plants versus zombies? Plants versus zombies, yes. That's my jam. Heroes? No, I don't like that one. We had a conversation about how I hate the new (laughs) Plants vs. Zombies game. But anyways, that's stupid. I Maybe the 10 to 15 minutes I wanted to give myself would be good. But it's never just that time. So I need to figure out a different way to take a break. Maybe like stand up, walk around, go outside, get some fresh air, and then come back or something. Yeah. Because it's just, that's so stupid. Like, what is my zombie gaming doing for me? What is my scrolling on Facebook doing? It's fueling your fire to get mad about politics. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I also, another good time waster of mine Hmm. is following people that I just, I'm following them to disagree with them or mock them (laughs) or make fun of them yeah and i will admit that is a flaw of mine that i think (laughs) negatively of people and i am sorry i'm working on it yeah it's probably none of the listeners no definitely not because you guys are all cool there's people in my life and they're one way when they're face to face and they're another way online and I follow them online yeah. and I'm like, oh, I, uh, I can't believe what this person posts. Oh, my, you know, I'm just like. It's like annoying. It's Yeah, it's just annoying. But it's like entertaining because I like to I know. be annoyed. 
It's you, dumb. you love to hate it. I love to hate it. But also along with that, it's people, just people in general that you either don't know or that make you feel bad about your life on social media, stuff like that. Following people like that is also a time waster and like an emotion waster, you know? Yeah. Like if you see, if you follow somebody and you're like, oh, I wish I had her clothes. I wish I had her hair. I wish I had her life. I wish I went on all the adventures that she goes on. You, why are you why are you following her it's like it just makes you feel bad about your life that's stupid so just unfollow her like doing the purge like purging your social medias is a good thing yeah a really good thing so think about doing that to save some time too and we need to start talking about saving time because we keep on talking about wasting time all right yeah so what are some time saving tips actually hannah and i were driving back from san diego yesterday and we were talking about what we're going to talk about on the podcast and we started talking about time and i said oh this is a you know good thing and so i have a quote from hannah Uh oh and i have a quote from me oh is this a funny quote or like a good one no it's a good quote oh yes Hannah said, while we were talking in the car, she, I was asking her about the difference between being intentional and multitasking because it seemed to me... Being present. Being present. It seemed to me that multitasking does not allow you to be present, but multitasking is really good and so is being present. So I, I was like wondering, like, what's, what's the, difference? the difference? And she said yeah. that positive multitasking means that both tasks are productive. What did you mean by that? Um, I just meant that like if you're doing two productive things, like let's say you're listening to a book for class, like uh, like an audiobook as you're cooking dinner, both are things that you have to get done and you're doing both of them at the same time. So I would say that is like successful multitasking. But if you're like watching TV and trying to do your homework, one of those things is productive. The other thing is not. So there, you're not going to be really present for either of those things. So that's not good multitasking. So I wouldn't say that that's good multitasking. I mean, I'm sure some people can do it. But for the general public, that I don't think is very productive. Yeah. And... I, I get that. And at first I was like, well, what about listening to music while you're on your run? You're being, I mean, your goal is to go running mm-hmm. and then music is like a side thing. But that's, I mean, it's not I think not that's productive. different. Yeah. Because it's not just listening to stuff. Like if you're cleaning and like listening to music, it's like the music is helping make the cleaning more enjoyable. Just like the music is helping your run be a little more enjoyable. I cannot run without music. But like in other cases, if you're just like doing two two separate things at the same time and one of them is not productive, then it's like you're half doing both of them. But if they're both productive, I feel like you can fully do both of them. You right. know what I mean? Right. I mean, I'm sure it depends on the person and the activities, but for the most part, I and, think it's... And with yeah. the day and age that we live in and the technology that we have, you can multitask so easily mm-hmm. on two productive things. Yeah, like you at work, how you're listening to audiobooks and podcasts as you're working. Yeah, That's and sometimes even productive. classes. I'll, yeah. I'll audit a class online and listen to it. And um, So would you say that you're not... Do you think that that is like successful multitasking or would you say you're not really being present at either? Or do you want to fully be present? that either i'd say that it's a learned skill to -hmm. be able to audibly learn and function tasks Mm -hmm. and be present in both of them and i think that i'm pretty good at that Hmm. um 
I think that you can, you know, while you're cooking dinner, listen to an audiobook and learn from that audiobook, mm-hmm. and that's good multitasking. But if it's like a, like you can't listen to an audiobook and write a paper at the yeah. same time because it, it's different parts of your brain. Yeah. You know, you can listen to a live seminar while you're doing laundry or folding clothes that's or knitting yeah or knitting i like listening to podcasts while i knit or sometimes i'll just watch tv while i knit but listening to podcasts while i knit is i would say that's like being really productive yeah but all right so your quote was should i read your quote yeah okay if you're not 100 percent present you're wasting your time that's what zach's quote was Yeah. And what I mean by that is a lot of people, they'll go and hang out with their friends and then they're all on their phones Mm -hmm. and not super present or they're like trying to get a photo. And you know what? I actually kind of regret this sometimes because sometimes I'm... Your videos. Yeah. My videos. I really like the videos and I think that I've gotten pretty good at just filming them and still trying to be in the moment Mm -hmm. but it helps me remember the moment too which is cool but like that's the like ultimate struggle yeah when we were hanging out with our friends in san diego we haven't seen them in two years i really wanted to get a picture with them and i wanted Mm -hmm. to take some video and things like that and i just didn't the whole time we were there but it wasn't even like we wanted to though well, I wanted to, to remember it. it was I know, like, but for the most part, it wasn't like, oh, this is like awkward and weird. I should take out my phone. Because sometimes in situations, that's what people revert to is right. like their phone. But it was just like so fun and so good. But then the other thing, like if you're with your friends and you are like trying to do something productive on your phone, like write a paper or do something for work. It's like even that, like you're hanging out with your friends and you're doing something productive. But like in that situation, it's like they're they're both going to take away from each other. Yeah, you're not you know? really there. You're not really hanging out with yeah. them. And I think that like with social media now, a lot of people um, are not present. Mm-hmm. Their mind is engaged somewhere else. and they're Doing just, it for the gram. They're just sitting there. Yeah, they are yeah. doing it. And they'll hang out and go do a photo shoot. And it's like, come on. Honestly, you're not hanging out. You just wanted yeah. pictures with your friends maybe so i'd say if you're not 100 percent present then you are wasting your time yeah. either go do a photo shoot or hang out with your friends or hang out with your friends and then do a photo shoot you know like mm-hmm. you're not being productive in trying to do both you're tricking yourself yeah so would you say that if because maintaining friendships is a productive thing right Yes. And so even if you are trying to do a photo shoot, which could also be a productive thing, it's like when another productive thing is combined with hanging out with friends or having quality time, it, it seems like that doesn't work for the, for what I said. You know, like the two things must be productive in order for it to be successful multitasking. Because I don't think if you're hanging out with someone and you're trying to do anything else, I don't think that, I don't think you should try to multitask when you're with people, you know, when you're supposed to be spending time with people. Do you right. know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, even like being present... Um, like if you go to watch a movie and it's your first time watching the movie and it's a good movie, Mm -hmm. you want to see it. Um, if you're on your phone checking your Facebook feed, Mm -hmm. you're wasting your time. You're not seeing all of the movie. That's true. You're not 100% present there. Yeah. Or I think like with parenting, when I am hanging out with Forrest and then I also am trying to do something else, I'm not 
it's half of me mm-hmm. in each of those things. Yeah. But there are productive things where mm-hmm. it's like we could go on a hike yeah. and hang out together. That's, you know, a good thing. Or like sometimes cleaning together. Forrest helps us with cleaning. Yeah, and, and he likes that. But he doesn't always do that. And sometimes we have to, you know, split our time. Like we have to get things done instead of spending fully 100% quality time with him all day long because that's life. Yeah. You know, that's the tricky part of parenting. Always feeling like you're not giving enough time or attention to all the different parts of your life. Right. <laughs> but. And I'd say also like when Hannah and I were dating, we were, we knew that we were going to get married and we were planning on it and we were talking about the future and things like that and talking about like our wedding and how many kids we wanted to have. And it was cool, but we realized at a certain point that neither of us were living in the present. Mm -hmm. And not that it was bad to think about those things in the future, but we weren't living in the present. And that's that's when you made me start saying I love you today. I didn't make you start saying that. We decided. We decided. Yeah. My goodness. You must say this to me. You must say. (laughs) No, we decided that we needed to focus more on living in the present, not in the past and and not in the future. Maintaining, maintaining our, our current, current relationship. relationship. Jinx, can't talk until I say your name five times. Zach, 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 Zach. Okay, you can talk. Zach, 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 Zach. Okay, that was five <laughs> times. Um, yeah. <laughs> so be present and multitask on things that are both productive. Yeah, there's not like a straight across the board rule on that, I guess. But I mean, it's something to think about. Yeah. Uh, time-saving tip. Combine your goals to save time. combine your goals to save time so like hannah and i our goals are to spend more quality family time together because we value spending quality family time together but we also have a goal to go on a hike or see the sunset twice a week once a week once a week at least and so we combine those things Mm -hmm. and that saves us time Mm -hmm. because it's not like i'm going on a hike and then Hannah's going on a hike. We go on the hike together with Forrest mm-hmm. and we spend quality family time. Or another example would be um, you want to get fit and get in shape and lose weight or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Go work out with a friend. Mm-hmm. Go running with a friend. Run in the morning with a friend or, you know, do some sort of workout with a friend. Yeah. Th- that way you can combine your goals and then save time. Perf. Another one is to create a to-do list each morning. Or uh, the beginning of each week. Or the beginning of each week. I started doing that recently, just the the beginning of the morning one, but I kind of want to do the week one instead, but it has helped a lot. Just like make the list of what you would like to get done that day. And like, if you have to go grocery shopping make that list, then, you know, just plan out like your chores, the things you need to get, get done, your errands you have to run. Um, etc. And then you know what your plan is and you know how to, you know, section out your day. You plan out all your time so that you're not wasting it. And if you do it in the beginning of the week, just like we, well, we've been wanting to do this, but we've been slacking. We want to have family meetings every Sunday um, just to talk about our week and what we each would like to get done and how we can help each other with our goals and stuff. And if you're doing that, then you're also on the same page and you get to 
help each other and you know you get help then if you are if you both know or like your whole family however many is in your family you know each other's schedules you know what's going on and you know how you can help each other so i would say that's a big money i mean time saving tip for sure yeah and then we'll come right back after i pick up forrest from his nap and we'll talk about creating a to quit list yeah Tell him about Spider-Man. Spider-Man. What else? Mommy. Oh, really? What does a bear say? (laughs) What does a lion say? (laughs) What does a horse say? (laughs) Forrest, tell us how we can save some time. Spider-Man. You heard it here first. (laughs) Spider-Man can save you all your time. Thanks, buddy. I found Spider-Man. You found Uh, uh, Spider-Man? And we're back. Thank you to Forrest for giving us the lovely tips on how to save time. And the beatboxing. Yes. And informing us the noises that animals make. (laughs) Um, So, a to-quit list. This is something that Seth Godin recommended at one of the conferences that I went to. And he said, we're always adding things to our to-do list and checking them off, but and then we still don't have enough time because we're never creating a to-quit list. If we create a quit list, we can cut out all the non-essential activities that we do or things that don't line up with our values. This is something that I'm working on. And part of that is learning how to politely say no to yourself and to others. Which can be very hard. Yeah, it can be pretty difficult at times. But if we create a to-quit list, that's a good way to save some time. So what are some things that I should quit? Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I can't think of any... Like, what, what do you mean? What are some things generally people can quit? Like... We already talked about scrolling and stuff like that. Well, like planning events for certain things. Like if you are, if people always ask you to plan an event for like your church or something like that, and you're just so busy and stressed from it, then maybe next time someone asks you, you'll have to say no. Or what about like when you're in college and you are always hanging out with friends and people are like, oh, hey can let's hang out tonight mm-hmm. maybe it's time to say no say I can't. no i can't or you know until you are done with the things that you have to do and the activities that you want to do and you're working on your goals maybe it's time to quit some of that stuff mm-hmm. out i'm and i'm not saying that 
hanging out with friends is bad. What I am saying, though, is if you have other more important activities or goals or things that you're working on, you're going to be worrying about that while you're with your friends anyways, and it's going to be in the back of your mind, and it's going to be hard for you to be present. Mm-hmm. So, Or maybe you won't worry, and you'll just uh, be a slacker, kind of like I was in college. Yeah, maybe. So that's not good either. On your to-quit list could be stop could be procrastinating quit procrastinating procrastinating. which kind of leads me to my next thing do it now that's another way to save time is to do it now when you see that the trash is full or that the dishes are dirty do it now just do it now if you see that you have to get your oil changed do it now don't put it on your to-do list and then wait for some time to go um things that you can do immediately just do them and that helps a lot with like cleaning and keeping your house clean and just normal daily stuff like when you're done with the laundry and you've taken the clothes out of the dryer fold them and put them away right then or else they're just going to pile up and cause a mess later and take cost you more time probably when you're going to be busy again what do you think yeah I think that is smart, but I also think that there's like a lot of stuff that you can't really do now. Like if you were on your way to work and then you saw, oh, I need to get my oil changed, it would be really easy to forget by the end of the day that you needed to get your oil changed because you obviously couldn't do it right then. Right. So then what do you do in that situation? I he, put it on my phone. In your reminders. Yep. He has 10 million of them because he doesn't have the brain space for everything he needs to remember, which I don't either, but I don't utilize the reminders function on my phone as well as Zach does. I'm trying to be more involved in deep thinking and less surface level stuff. So as much of my like mental capacity or brain space that I can offload to my reminders app, I will do that. Mm-hmm. And And he does a lot of them. I do do that. (laughs) Like take my vitamins. I have that on my reminders because I always forget it. Mm -hmm. And I don't think about it because I just don't think about it. But it is important to me. But I don't use up the brain space to make it a priority. Mm -hmm. So I put it in my reminders app. And then when I get that reminder, it says, take my vitamins. I go to my vitamins, take my vitamins. Mm-hmm. And then check it off. Yeah. I don't wait till the end of the day. Um, I use the reminders for like when my loan payment is going to go through the next day. So I know that that's what's going through the next day. And like when I have to pay bills and stuff. So I'll say it like the day before, like, oh, tomorrow pay the water bill or whatever. But like the daily stuff like that, I just will forget because I have a lot of other things that need to be in my brain at all times, like forests, language, and just lots of other random stuff that is more important. And so using that can help you free up your brain space. And then, but only, it only works if you do it right when you get the reminder, immediate follow through. Otherwise, you'll just forget. Or you'll let the reminder keep going and then it's just like taking up way more time than it needs to. Right, right. So that's part of doing it now is immediate action. And that's a good way to save time. Another good way to save time is to create a sleep schedule and stick to it. Um, This is something that we suck at. 
I used to have well, a good sleep schedule, and now I don't have a good sleep schedule. I need to get back to that. I don't suck at it. I have my sleep schedule. I used to stay up later. Yeah. I need to go uh, to bed. I'm more productive in the morning, mm-hmm. and I would like some alone time in the morning uh, just to wake up and not be cranky and eat some breakfast. I a lot of times skip breakfast because I sleep in, mm-hmm. but I could make more time by waking up earlier. And if I have a sleep schedule, this is something that I've found to be true. If you have a sleep schedule and you schedule six hours a night of sleep and you stick to that sleep schedule, you're going to feel more well-rested than if you get eight or ten hours of sleep on a non-sleep schedule because your body is used to that schedule and you fall into REM cycle a lot faster. That's probably what I'm, what my body's on. Probably yeah. six, five or six hours. It's used to it. And one way that you can also save time with sleep is to not use your phone or watch TV or be on the laptop or iPad in bed. Um, give yourself a little a bit of a buffer. Some people recommend an hour before you go to bed. Um to not be looking at screens because the blue light from the screens tricks your brain into thinking that it's still daytime. Um, And so that can cause you to... Takes longer to fall asleep. It takes longer to fall asleep. Hannah, are you with us? I am with us. You were talking. Do you have any more tips? No, you wrote all of them on your phone. I've got the money-saving tips on my phone. Okay, right. Well, let me jump through the next couple ones. Um... Uh, free up brain space and clear wasted time by eliminating decisions. So the more decisions you have, the more brain space you use, the more time it takes to make a decision. I've used the example of getting dressed in the morning before, but that really cuts down on my decisions of what to wear. What other decisions could people cut down on though? Like, I don't really understand that. What are you going to have for breakfast? Eggs, bacon, and toast. All the time. If you <laughs> if that's what you have and you're like, or what about for dinner? If you plan it out at the beginning of the week and this is what you're having for dinner each night of the week and on Tuesdays and on Wednesdays you're having leftovers, there's no decision, you know. Yeah. You save a lot of time and brain space um, by cutting out decisions like that. Yeah, but then there's the decision of like making all the meal planning and having them fit together. That I feel like that takes up enough time like that planning a meal each day would take up like Right. It takes up a lot of time, but maybe a little less if you do it all at once. Or like think about how uh, how long people spend deciding on what to watch. Yeah. If you um, make a decision fast, or if you cut out a lot of the decision-making possibilities, then it's easier to make that decision. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then you save more time. Um, another way is to run all of your errands at once. So if you have to go grocery shopping and get your oil changed and... Um, go to Target. Go to Target, then do it all in one day and knock it out instead of spreading it out along three days yeah or realizing that at the last minute you need something and then having to go out to the store and that's another 30 45 minutes just to get one thing 
Another way that you can save some time is to switch to auto pay for everything that you can if you're in a place financially and you're financially responsible enough to have money in the bank when those bills hit. Um, switch everything to auto pay um, as much as you can, but always check it at the end of the month. Um, to make sure it didn't go through twice or something? Yeah, and to make sure you actually paid it. Um, another. But wait, to go along with that though... It's interesting because like I'm thinking about on the money saving side of things, like Dave Ramsey, the like financial man of life says not to do auto pay because he thinks it's important for you to see the money going because it's more on like um, if you just do auto pay, it's more on like a credit card mindset than just, you know, doing it manually each time even though if you do it online or whatever so what do you think about that i think that there's an emotional attachment to writing a check but still we don't even write checks we do it online and it's like you pay it or you can't pay it it's i mean i get what he's saying Mm -hmm. in that it's it would be good if you're writing a check for every single bill and you're like oh that's a lot of money maybe we should turn the lights off more frequently or not use the heater or maybe we should water the grass less or take less showers or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're checking it at the end of the month and you're like, oh, this was high, this was more than it is normally, mm-hmm. then um, you can still make those adjustments and you still feel the money hit, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's just not as an emotional of a I yeah. guess, transaction. Most people don't pay with checks anyways. Like almost everything is online now, so... Um, and the last two ideas that I had for saving time is to, uh, schedule a cleaning time every single day, uh, for 15 minutes because it's hard to focus for more than 15 minutes, um, on cleaning, but you can get most of the clutter and the mess that you've created during the day clean in 15 minutes Mm -hmm. of, number one priority cleaning and nothing else you're not focused on anything else and so we do nine nine fifteen clean mm-hmm. which is kind of switched to wine 15 clean <laughs> but we clean that's for, true we do always have wine we clean for 15 minutes and we it's it's probably some some days the most productive 15 minutes mm-hmm. of our day yeah and it's really nice because it's like you don't always have time to like do it now, like Zach was saying, and not everybody thinks like that. So it's nice to have a time of day when we're all, because we live with roommates, so we all come together and we clean the common areas, the kitchen, the family room, the dining area, and we wash all the dishes, like empty the dishwasher, you know, do all that stuff. And we're doing it all together. So it's not like it's just one person doing everything and then like getting frustrated that they're doing it alone like we're doing it all together so for the moments when we don't have time to like do it right now or like there's a toddler that's going crazy so we can't clean as we go as we're making dinner or whatever it's nice to have that time that we all do it together and then when we wake up in the morning it's like wow a clean kitchen i totally want to cook a delicious breakfast today and it's like makes it easier to even want to eat breakfast so it's really helpful the last tip that I have for time saving, and I'll get into productivity maybe later, uh, maybe in another episode, but the last tip that I have is for people who like to work out, cutting your workout in half by working harder in a shorter 
period of time have less rests and I don't know anything about working out or anything so I could just be making this up (laughs) but I've found I can um, do my workout over my lunch break so that's another way that you could do it is you spend you know 15 minutes eating and then 30 minutes working out and then you clean up and get back to work and that has been I feel I just feel very productive after that and I work out hard I I work out at about 75% my max heart rate for a continuous 30 minutes and you can do that over your lunch break or you can spread it out into like three sections of the day um, maybe like once in the morning once at lunch and once in the afternoon or before you go to bed um, but work out hard and that way you don't have to run for two hours or lift weights for two hours just go hard or go home yeah yeah good advice all right hannah so we're going to transition now into some money saving things because we've gotten a lot of questions about grocery budgets and things like that we use the mint app to track our budget and it it links with our bank account and monitors all our transactions and we can categorize them and sometimes it's good at categorizing um, things like at gas stations it knows that it's a gas station Um, at target it just puts in shopping but sometimes we have to split it Um, and we have a monthly budget meeting so the first point of this is to have a budget is what zach is getting at that is like your first money saving tip i would say because if you don't have a budget, you don't know where your money's going, and you are going to spend way more than you need to and way more than you should. And even when we do have a budget, we still spend more than we should. So I can't imagine how it would be if we didn't have a budget. We wouldn't even know how much more than we should that we're spending. So Right. Um, I so, saw a meme the other day. It said, most people spend about $10 a day on food, and that's 300 bucks a month. And then if you add in drinks... Um, that's uh, 450 bucks a month. You can travel the world and do the things that you want to do. You're just too lazy to cook at home. Yeah, so that is also a big one. Um, not eating out at restaurants so much. Even if you think it's just like, oh, it's just going to be like 6 or $7 for this meal. If you're getting that every day or even like three or four times a week, it adds up so fast and... You could be using that for groceries that are probably a lot healthier and um, that will save you money in the long run. So, but it, I get that it's hard and it's so easy to just pick something up on the way home or go through the drive through or, you know, whatever. I know that that's easy and it's a lot harder to plan for your meals and cook them yourself and make a huge mess and clean it up, but it is going to save you money and it's going to be healthier. So just think about that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like Zach said, we get a lot of questions about groceries and how we budget for groceries. Like, because we do eat semi healthily, I would say for the most part. And, um, I don't know why people are asking us about our grocery budget so much. I mean, maybe we've talked about it a couple of times, but that's like a We get that question a lot because our budget used to be $40 when it was just me and Zach, $40 a week. And now it's $60 a week because Forrest eats like regular meals. Um, 
And we're eating more healthy. We're not having mac and cheese all the time. Yeah. And it really does cost more to eat healthy. So keep that in mind too. If you just wanted to have like rice all the time, you could do that for very cheap or mac and cheese or ramen, you know, whatever. You could do that for sure. But to eat healthy on a budget is a lot harder and it is really hard to stick to the budget that we have, even though we've raised it $20 since we were first married. So um, so that's the first thing. Don't just get discouraged if you are not pro at grocery budgeting right away because I'm still not pro and I've been away for three years almost. So, um, but you've gotten real good. I have. I've gotten a lot better. I'm, I'm learning a lot, but, uh, so for grocery money saving tips, plan out your meals in advance. And this also goes along with the, the time saving tips. If you plan your meals out before you go grocery shopping, you won't need to make multiple trips to the grocery store. You'll just need to make one and then you won't be in danger of, you know, having to make another trip and then buying a ton of extra stuff that you don't really need on that trip and wasting money that way. So and don't go grocery shopping when you're hungry. Yeah. Well, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Um, anyways, so when you're planning out your meals, you have to plan for meals that um, you can use the ingredients for multiple meals, basically, because if you just plan out like, oh, I want to have this dinner and this lunch and this dinner and this breakfast and this lunch, and they're all like totally random ingredients, you're going to be buying a ton of stuff. And if they don't go together at all, like if you can't overlap some of the ingredients, it's going to be super expensive. And so you think about you have what, 15 meals in a week, not counting the weekends. So are you going to make a big meal for every single dinner or are you going to make, are you going to eat leftovers, which that's another tip. Don't be afraid to eat leftovers, which I think that's why we, like, it was so daunting for me. I felt like I had to make a big fancy meal for every dinner and I wanted to have meat for Zach at every dinner because that's, meat is good and we like having meat, but we, we can't afford to have meat at every single meal and we can't afford to not have leftovers. So, so we have leftovers twice a night twice uh twice a week twice a week and lunches like most lunches are either like salad or sandwich or leftovers that's like all we ever have for lunch and sometimes cheese and crackers most of the time what i take to work is leftovers yeah so and there's nothing wrong with that yeah there's nothing wrong with that at all and a lot i think a lot of people just will throw away their extra food at the end of their dinner or whatever because they don't want to deal with it or they like want something new the next day which is I mean, I guess I understand that, but I don't understand the throwing away food thing, but I understand like the wanting something different. Yeah, it seems very wasteful. It is wasteful. You're wasting money and you're wasting food. Well, yeah, it is wasteful to throw away food, but if you save that food, you can have it for another meal. And I mean, you made it the first time, so obviously you liked it. So just eat it again. Just don't be afraid to eat it again. It's not that bad. It's not going to kill you. You'll save money. It'll still be delicious. Don't be afraid of leftovers. And also don't feel like you have to have meat at every meal because there's lots of other options that you can have. Like we've had like veggies on rice and like pasta. We've had lots of meals that don't have meat lately because I was like, I felt like I had to have meat every meal for a second. He was like, well, that's okay. We don't have to have meat every time. I was like, oh, okay. Well, well to be fair, I would like to have meat every well, yeah. time. That's why I wanted to make it for you because... I want to make stuff that you like, but I've made like some meals without meat that you've really liked too. So yep, it's just meat is expensive. So don't feel like you have to have um, a fancy 
meat dinner for every meal. And you can get protein in a bunch of other stuff. So Yeah. Even in like smoothies, if you hemp seeds are a really good source of protein. So I really like to add hemp seeds to my smoothies in the morning. And um, then you don't have to use like weird powdery protein powder, which I hate. I have never found one that I like. So I just use hemp seeds and I like the taste of that. So um, uh, leftover night. Yeah. So we have leftover night one or two times a week. And then we're just, it's just like a mishmash of stuff and we're just eating everything that we have in the and fridge. And I'm the king of, you know, upscaling leftovers. Yeah. He is very good at that. Um, and also we'll just have sometimes like a sandwich or salad or cereal night and there's nothing wrong with that either. Or like just whatever's in the fridge, you know. Um, another money saving tip in regards to groceries is to look at, um, grocery outlet or other discount grocery stores. I can't think of any other name names for them because food max is not really a discount store. It's like a regular grocery store. Yeah. But even like the name, like Albertsons, Vons, what else is there? Safeway. Mm-hmm. Some of those, um, they, they mark up the prices quite a bit. And if you're shopping around, you can see like what is the most expensive store in the area. And and yeah. we thought the Albertsons was the cheapest, but it is not the cheapest. Well, I didn't think it was the cheapest. I just didn't know like how much more expensive the stuff was. And they have like a worse selection of meat and stuff than like Trader Joe's. So Trader Joe's is really good for buying dairy and cheeses and I think meat. I don't know. There's like some pins on Pinterest that tell you like which stores have the cheapest of like which category, like produce or whatever. So you could either do your own research on that and find like the grocery stores around you or you could look at those things on Pinterest and it's like really helpful. I'm going to have to look at that again. And if you ever can, just buy the generic brand. Yeah. Because there's practically no difference. Yeah, um, there's like never any difference. They probably come from like the same manufacturer. Well, actually, just a different name on like it. Like instant oatmeal, like the Albertsons instant oatmeal is the exact same ingredients as the Quaker oatmeal. Yeah, and the Quaker oatmeal is you know more expensive, obviously. Mm-hmm. Next tip. Um, the next tip is get certain staples from Costco, like stuff that doesn't go bad. Otherwise, it will go bad really fast. Unless you know you're going to use it that week for like a party or something but what stuff that we get at costco we get like ground beef to freeze sometimes chicken to freeze chicken breasts um juice sometimes juice tomato sauce they have a really good marinara sauce that like doesn't have preservatives or additives i don't remember the name of it i'll try to put it in the show notes um but it doesn't have sugar or preservatives and it is so good it's like i could drink it plain it's so good gross. and so flavorful gross. i know that that is really gross but like it's really good so we like to use that i'll just like put ground beef and that sauce together like brown the beef put the sauce and then we could have it over pasta or like spiralized vegetables and it's like a perfect easy meal yeah and shopping at costco for non-perishable things it is you know, more money because you're buying a larger quantity. Yeah, but up front. it does save you time and it does save you money. Yeah, definitely. L- for like, how much you're getting. Yeah. I remember when Hannah was living in Ventura with some friends, they like never had toilet paper. And we got our toilet paper at the dollar store. It was and so bad. Always have to go out to the dollar store and buy like a tiny package of toilet paper. We were so poor. <laughs> and 
we maybe buy toilet paper like three times a year. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. It's pretty nice. Yeah. But other things we get at Costco, uh, we get snacks there. Like there's these rice rollers that Forrest likes. Sometimes goldfish will get there. Um, Flour, sugar, stuff like that. There's lots of stuff you can get there. Like bread, if you know you're going to use it. If there's like drinks, like if you like Gatorade or something. I don't know what people like these days, but... You know what's at Costco. It's just way cheaper to do that than to like buy a Gatorade every day at the vending machine or like at the gas station or something. So look into that. Um, the next one is don't buy individually packaged snacks. I was going to say that. I told you that earlier. Well, it maybe is in my memory. Um, it was in your memory because <laughs> I told you that. That's an awesome tip um, for money saving. Yeah, because it's really, especially with kids, it's like... You want to, it's just so easy. You could put it in their lunches or whatever, or, you know, just bring it to the park, but it's not cheaper. It, they definitely jack up the prices or they'll, they'll charge you the same amount, but you get less of the, whatever you're buying. Like, Wait, what do you mean? A prepackaged stuff? No, I'm saying like individually packaged, oh. like a, a, like a bag of chip, like that has individually individual like bags of chips in it right or like stuff like that like cracker packs or whatever it's not cheaper to do that it's cheaper to just buy the big thing and then portion it out as you need it you know in little containers or little bags or whatever it's just takes a little bit more time and it's also way cheaper than you know when you're out running errands and Mm -hmm. you buy a bag of chips at the grocery store like a tiny little bag yeah like a snack bag 250 yeah or the gas station even. Yeah. Yeah, that's way better. And yeah, so that's a way to save money. Um, okay, next, this we're moving on from the grocery saving money thing. But general money saving tips. Um, there are some apps you can get. I don't use any of the couponing apps, but I know that there's a lot of them out there that you could check out. But one of the apps I do use is Cartwheel for Target. They always have a lot of good deals on there. Um and you add like you add the deal to your cart and then you scan it when you check out. Just don't forget to scan it because I'll like have my list of stuff that I need to get and I'll be like, oh, this is on the cartwheel app. This is this is so I could save money on this. But then I forget to scan it when I check out. So don't forget to do that. Um, and they don't have sales on like everything. It's just certain items at certain times. But uh, we've been able to save money like that a couple of times. And then another one is for online shopping. It is the honey plugin for safari or google chrome or i think you can use it on any browser it's called honey and basically what it does is if you're shopping like let's say you're shopping at an online store like an etsy store i think they do it on etsy too just like you're shopping online anywhere and it will automatically search for and go through and apply all the coupon codes or discount codes that it can come up with for that website and it will apply like the best one for what you're buying. So, and it will only apply one because you usually can only do one, but it's really helpful and I've like seen it in at work. I haven't actually bought anything bought bought anything by using that um plugin, but I've I've added stuff to my cart and then automatically just starts going. It's like, "Whoa, this is cool." So definitely check that out. But another thing to go along with like the cartwheel app, how it shows you stuff that you can buy. Don't just buy stuff just because it's on sale or because you have a coupon for it. Like it doesn't mean you need it just because you have a coupon for it. Right. And it's, there's a lot of pressure to buy stuff when you see it's on sale. It's like, I'll probably use that. I need it. 
and then you buy like a ton of them or whatever. But you don't need it. If you, you didn't go it. there for it, you don't need it. So don't buy stuff you don't need. Yeah. Or that w- you don't love. It was on sale is not an excuse. No. It's not a reason to buy something. And it's not a reason to buy something. And you know what? People are so... They fall into the marketing schemes so easily. Yeah, they really do. And I, I do too. Yeah. It's like, oh, I've kind of been wanting this jacket, but I don't really need it. But it's on sale. Mm-hmm. It's 40% off. I need to buy it. And then I add it to my cart. And a lot of times I'll catch myself. um, Or you'll like... like, Sorry. No. Continue. Or I'll like add it to my wish list and I'll be like, okay, this is on sale. I have until this date to buy it. (laughs) And then I just forget about it. Yeah. Which is good. So wish lists are good. But um, don't buy things just because they're on sale. Because a lot of times you don't really need it. And just yeah or don't buy stuff that like you don't love like you recently were talking about a jacket that you were going to get but you're like this is the only one that they have and it's only in this color and i don't love the color and i knew because you have a jacket now that you're like oh i just wish it wasn't this color i know i know that like in a year or something you're gonna be like oh i wish i didn't get this color so if you like find something it's on sale and you don't love the color or there's something about it that you don't like just don't get it or something or yeah you you don't have to buy it just because like you need something like that find one that you love and then get that one don't like i don't know don't just buy something because it's not because it's on sale because that's not a reason to buy it and don't buy something unless you love it yeah yeah the next thing that kind of goes along with that is unsubscribe from emails from companies that are always telling you about their sales which i feel like we've talked about this before yeah you can go to unroll.me um and it's a pretty cool website i'll put it in the show notes so can you write that down for me to remind me to add it to the show notes but um yeah, you can go to Unroll Me, and uh, it works with a lot of different uh, email carriers, or I don't know what you call them, but it works with Gmail super well. And you sign in, and it will show you all of the addresses that are from a subscribe list or reoccurring emails, and that saves you time and it saves you money because normally throughout the day, before I got this app, I was getting five to six, maybe seven emails a day from different companies or newsletters, and now I can just go through and unsubscribe to them all or add them to my roll-up, which I only get one email a day of my roll-up, and it's all of the things that I've added that I still like want to see. But um, I don't want to get it bogged down in my email inbox. And that way, you know, Levi's is always having a sale. You don't need to get an email. Gap is always having a sale. Madewell is always having a sale. There's like all these companies that they are somehow always having a sale. And it's somehow better than the last sale. And it's somehow never going to happen again. So... It, they really put on the pressure to make you feel like you have to buy whatever you're thinking about buying right now because it's a sale. And they it, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing and they are successful at it most of the time. So don't fall into their clutches. Yeah. So just unsubscribe from them. It'll be very helpful for you. And another website that you could go to if you're buying stuff online, which we practically buy everything online because we have Amazon Prime and almost everything ever is always cheaper on Amazon. You can go to Camel 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 and it 
tells you the it shows you the price increases and the price decreases. So it's kind of like a camel hump. You can see how um, a certain item um, is performing and selling, and when they raise and lower the prices, and what its lowest price is. So you can actually know if you're really getting a deal or not. Hmm. And then you can use Amazon to price check at most box stores. So yeah. Um, okay, the next thing that kind of goes along with that is if you are looking for clothes or, you know, gear or something, make sure you check eBay first for all those things. And for clothes, make sure you check Poshmark and, and like all those things like that that you can sell your clothes on Poshmark. I think there's one called Mer- Mercury or Mercury and um, thrift stores because there's lots of good stuff at thrift stores. But those are all really good ways to buy clothes at way cheaper prices, especially Poshmark, because you can search for like if you're looking for a certain like Gap shirt or like I don't know where people shop these days, like Anthropology or Free People, like you, it's a specific one. You could search on eBay or Poshmark, and like you will almost always find one that's used that people are selling for way cheaper. You know. And, and you can always buy used. There's nothing wrong with yeah, that. Yeah. Buying used. I always check that if I have to buy something. I have to buy a dress for Zach's sister's wedding coming up. And I'm, I've am i already got my eye on a couple on Poshmark and one on eBay. So that's probably where I'm going to get it. And that's like super nice because it's way cheaper. And yeah, it saves you money. And you're buying used. It's better for the environment. It's better for everything. So um. The next one is acorns, which we've talked about like so much on here. I know. So we're not going to talk that much about it. But basically, it will say it's like a a savings account for you that you set up your bank. And every day at the end of the day, it goes through your transactions, whatever you've spent um, with your debit card, and it'll round up to the dollar and then put that into a savings account for you. So like if you spend 56.45 on at Target, let's say, it'll round up so the 55 cents that you that round up to the dollar, 55 cents that will go in this account. And then it does that with all your transactions from the day. So at the end of the day, you'll have like 2 or 3 dollars in this account probably every day and it adds up and you like forget about it and all of a sudden you're like, "Oh yeah, I have this." And you look and you got 500 bucks in there. So definitely check that out. That is a nice, it's very nice to have in times of need. (laughs) Yeah, in times um, of need or if you're saving up for something. Yeah, so definitely check that out. We'll put the link in the show notes and um, yeah, check that out. And then the last thing is uh, if you want to buy something that is like something more expensive, like we'll say over $50, like 40 or $50, let's say, you should probably think about it and then wait overnight or longer. Usually like what we did or what we used to do, and we've been bad about it lately, but we used to do, we would wait and think about it for a month if it was like more than $50. And if we still wanted it in a month, then we could buy it, which that's actually helped a lot. Like with my Birkenstocks that I bought, I thought I was thinking about it for like two months and like slowly saving up and then I got it. And that's that's really smart. Even if you just wait overnight, a lot of times you'll you'll be like, oh, I don't need that. Or I don't actually want to go back to the store to buy that. So 
you obviously didn't want it that much in the first place because it's easy to see stuff in the store and be like, yes, this is so cute. I need this now. But then later it's like, if you would have waited, you would have realized I don't actually want it that much. So impulse buys are almost never good. Mm -hmm. All right. Do you have your joke? Um, no, but I have my recommendation. Oh, you got your recommend. I forget about that all the time. I know you do. All right. Well, you go for your recommendation. Okay. So my recommendation is a recipe that I used this week and it was super good. It was, it's stuffed acorn squash. So, um, I'll put the link to the recipe down there cause I just found the recipe online on Pinterest, but it's basically acorn squash. You roast them and while they're roasting, you brown, um, breakfast sausage. I just use like Jimmy Dean's and onions together crumble it all up and then add like a chopped like a diced apple i think i did like one and a half there are smaller apples and then you take out the acorn squash you put the stuffing in you put this cheese stuff on it and this like sour cream sauce that you make for it and then you put it back in and bake it until it's baked through and the cheese is melted and it is so good and zach loved it and i loved it it was really good and we had leftovers for it. We've had, we actually had that today for lunch for leftovers. So yeah, super good fall recipe. And I'm probably going to make it again in a week or two. So it was good and it looked yeah. pretty. Yeah, it was pretty. And I just love squash. I never used to like squash and now I love it. So that's my other recommendation. Just squash in general. I'm going to get a spaghetti squash this week and make something tasty with it. So that's, that's all I got. Oh, wait. And the new, oh no, I said that last year. I was Last week, I mean, I was going to say the new Kings of Leon album, but I already said that last week. It's really good. So check that out. Oh, what was that book we were reading? Emotional, Emotional Intelligence, Intelligence 2.0. 2.0. Yes. I recommend that. We haven't finished it yet, but we listened to it on audiobook on our drive to San Diego. And it is really good and really interesting. And I think that everybody could benefit from reading it because everybody could get better at dealing with their emotions. Am I right? Or am I right? Yes. Yeah. And like one point that was really interesting to me was just the science of emotions. Like when you're, when something happens, like let's say someone yells at you or like you get scared about something, the neurons that go through your body to go to your brain that, that start your emotions basically, like they, in order to get to your frontal lobe, which is where the reason is, it goes in through the base of your spine or the base of your head, skull, whatever. And it goes through your emotion section of your brain first. So it takes a little bit longer to get to the reason section. And this is like the physical science of it, like the neurons or whatever, the like the little balls like flying around in there that they have to go through your emotion section of your brain first. So that's why it's often like people often react in out of their emotion rather than the, what they know and what like their reasoning is telling them. So I thought that was very interesting. And the whole book is full of stuff like that. It's very, I don't know, that whole thing is very interesting to me. Like it's kind of like the whole brain child, the book that I talked about before. Um, This is why I thought you'd like that book. Yeah. I just really like learning about that because I am a really emotional person. And the thing about this book is it's not it's saying like emotions are not bad. It's like emotions are good, but there has to be a balance between the two, like your reason and your emotion. And there has to be like, if you're having an emotion, you can't act based solely on that emotion. And I don't know. I like that because a lot of 
things teach us that it's bad to be emotional and I am so emotional so I always feel guilty and and yeah I don't know it's just it's a really good book so I think that everyone could benefit from reading it so definitely check that out if you're into that or if you're super emotional or if you're not emotional at all like if you just kind of stuff your emotions down which sometimes you do that yeah I it's like we kind of balance each other out but I don't think that I mean I think we both could get better at dealing with our emotions everyone you know? could get better yeah and they have this test i once we finish the book we'll probably do an episode on it because it was so interesting and there's a little test you can take to find out your emotional intelligence quotient quota quotient it's quotient. your because you have your iq that's your intelligence quotient and then you have your eq which is your emotional quotient and um, they give examples in the book of like people with a high eq and how they're able to relate to situations and people around them in like a very healthy way and people they give examples of people with a really low score and how their relating skills are basically terrible and it was just super interesting and it made us both think like oh i could totally work on that or you know i want to try that or whatever so yeah that'd also be one of my recommendations is that book and one of the interesting takeaways that i got from it is that your iq is kind of set um, like you can get smarter, but your ability to learn is kind of set after childhood. And so we typically think like someone who's really smart hasn't, has a good IQ or very like, um, productive people or people who make a lot of money or smart people, they have a high IQ and that's just kind of the way the world goes. But with all of the study that went into this book, um, they uncovered that a lot of people, they might not have a very high IQ, but they have a, a very high EQ, and that has made them successful, mm-hmm. um, and that has helped them in life a lot. Like even more than someone with a high I- IQ and like not a good EQ score. And the the difference between the IQ and EQ is while IQ is set, um, EQ you can work on and you can develop your EQ more and more and more. Mm -hmm. You can always get better at it. Yeah. Yep. My second recommendation is just take all of the tips in this and try to apply it to your life. Um, And that goes for me and Hannah as well. Yeah. Uh, Because we need to hear, we need to hear our own advice and this whole podcast stems from a talk in the car that we had and mm-hmm. stuff that we're working on because uh, 10 out of 10 people die and that means that everyone's time is limited and so we want to use it wisely and mm-hmm. not- and everyone's always saying how there's not enough time in the day and everybody can relate to that so yeah maybe this what is- are you doing about it yeah make uh, more time Make more time or spend it more wisely. Stop wasting it. Yep. And then uh, Hannah and I are going to a concert tonight to go see Isley. Isley. They're working on a new album. and uh, No, they already released their new album. They already released it? Yes, you told me about that. No, I only heard one song. It was one of your recommendations like a week ago. Are you? No, I haven't listened to the whole album. I was lying then. (laughs) I must have been. Um, Well, they do have... a single they might have more than one single out but i heard some of the stuff on their instagram and um yeah it's exciting um we've liked them for a long time yeah 
and it, they're a good band i've never seen them but zach's seen them before in in a show and i'm very excited so we're going right after this and then lady gaga has a new album it's so weird it's weird it's not like poppy it is it's a n- little it's a little poppy but she has like some like new influences it's it seems like she's influenced by like country and i don't know like yeah it seems like she's influenced by country and a lot of the songs are more ballads and i just i love lady gaga so yeah hit us with that joke cool. hannah okay what do you call a pile of ki- kittens i do not know a mountain <laughs> <laughs> classic cat joke <laughs> well thank you for listening and um if you haven't yet subscribed, please subscribe. And we're still going over the survey, so I'll put that in the notes, the show notes. If you haven't taken the survey, please take the survey. It's helping us get better at podcasting. Send us any jokes or recommendations or like topic recommendations, stuff you'd like to hear about. You can send us um, that to our email or you can send us a direct message on Instagram or our Tumblr. There's so many ways to contact us and we would love to hear from you. And we only have seven emails left to reply to. Oh my gosh, we are doing so good. Yes, we, so sorry if we haven't replied to you. We're Uh, working on it. We're working on it. We had 201 uh, when we started uh, on our date. But um, yeah, if you have any time-saving tips or productivity tips or things like that, then um, send send them our way. Yes, please. And I guess we'll talk at you next week. Yep. See ya. Happy trails.